Welcome to the Non-Negations Podcast, a faith-based podcast that connects real-world situations and thoughts to scriptures to strengthen you. On this episode, we're talking about youth leaving the church, so let's dive into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the No Negations Podcast. Daryl D. Sullins Jr. is here. And D.S. Ninja is in the house. I like how you looked right at the camera when you did that. Uh, <laughs> smooth. <laughs> yeah, so on this episode, we have a couple special guests. Um, we have my friend Aaron Lee here. How you doing today, Mr. Aaron? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? I'm doing I, good. I actually hate that I just did that. <laughs> This, this is why I didn't like that I did that. Because, Aaron, we've already introduced, you know, we've already been like, hey, what's up? We already shook hands and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I hate seeing when podcasts <laughs> redo like the, hey, how you doing? Uh, Even though they seen you. You like, already did it. Yeah, yeah and I, 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 messed, I messed up on that. Yeah, it's so. all good. <laughs> and then we have Mr. Banks here today. Our Hello, technical, everybody. Our technical advisor. multimedia extraordinaire yeah like he kind of gave us a couple tips today that we can start using so (laughs) (laughs) that's Uh, why he's here but um before we get started aaron how was your week um my week been been pretty good um i was talking to somebody earlier uh after church i'm doing doing a lot of uh investing Mm. in my future uh, financially spiritually um, in many different ways, relationally, uh, a lot of investing in my future. So mm. that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been doing. Just living life, you know. Invest in relationally. Well, you got some announcements you going to make? Maybe. <laughs> Y'all got to stay tuned in. I got to stay tuned in, you know. It's a 45-minute segment, you know. So we're going to do this. But yeah. He said yeah. We, we might start this way, but you never know. You know, never know how we end, you know, you know, you know, so. Mm-hmm. How, was, how was your week, old man? Oh wait, sorry. No, we're not going. We're going to skip you, Mr. Banks. How was your week? My week was pretty good. Uh, no complaints. Busy. Uh, sometimes too busy, but getting some things done. <laughs> good. It was good. good. Now, old man, how was your week? Old man, mm-hmm. uh, you still in striking distance. <laughs> 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 uh, week was good. Uneventful. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Before you ask me. <laughs> it was about to come out of my mouth. What award did you win this week? <laughs> no, 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 no awards. Uh, but I did book some seminars. Hmm. Yeah. But all good. And we went, went down to the gym this week. Your mom was in the class. My gym? Because uh, you didn't come down. To, I don't have a gym. I have a training center. <laughs> See, I always get on What's the by saying gym. So when I say gym, then he go to training facility. Aaron, nothing. There's no <laughs> there's no difference. But that's how he kind of Oh, says, I yeah. got you. Yeah. yeah so. So, how much how much y'all charge? I like to go to the gym. So yeah. uh it's an alliance. Yeah. It's, it's an, an hour, hour away. away from here. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with my local gym. <laughs> yeah. So how was your week? Uh, my week was good until today, Dad. Let me tell you why. I got to talk about my my Airbnb experience. Okay, mm. so let me get this right. Okay, Mr. Banks, uh, mm-hmm. Aaron, listen. So, boom, we show up to our Airbnb. You know, usually we have a pleasant visit. You know, the people are somewhat welcoming. Mm-hmm. So show up to our Airbnb attitudes like, oh, you're here again. Like, yeah, like wrong. Like you're here again. I'm like, yo, you know, we're just paying our dues or whatever. And then, like. 
at the Airbnb, there's food available. So I go to eat, open up the fridge, boom, close the fridge. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I'm about to get something to eat because isn't that part of the Airbnb experience, right? right. It's like, uh, no, you, you got a job. You can go get your food somewhere else. So disrespectful. Wait, who is this? I, I'm going to tell you. Okay. I'm going to tell you. Okay. So because we're going to put them out there so no one else goes through this ever again. Okay. okay. Then it's time to sleep. Okay. So we have to sleep on this pullout mattress, like a couch, which is fine, right? In the middle of it, the springs are like popping up. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's bad, really bad, oh. Mr. Banks. They should, we should report these people. <laughs> um, and they give us these pads uh, to put on it, which the pad was a little bit better, but you kind of like slip off of it, and it's mm. just it's just bad. Mm. So get up in the morning. Once again, they didn't have food. Okay, I'm like, okay. Usually, you know, the, one of the people that help, they kind of prepare the food, and we just go up there and eat. Nope, not today. Um, one of them ran to the store, like, had to get the food. So we had to wait. And th- this was church. We was going to church today. Hmm. So we had to wait, like, 30 minutes for them to come back <laughs> with the food. And then we had to cook it. Um, so we had to cook our food, and then we're rushing out the door to get to church. Mm-hmm. So the name of this Airbnb place is the Sullen's Household. <laughs> uh. I'm going to put the camera right here on the manager gotcha. of the Southern South Hope. Oh, my goodness. I won't recommend ever staying here ever again. Um, they didn't have syrup for my waffles. They didn't mm. have food on time. The The management was really, really rude. And when I asked them about it, they kind of never to get an attitude, Mr. Banks. Mm. And so the Sullen's, the Sullen's um, management house properties, Airbnb, I would not ever recommend anybody. Hey, Dad, what is your thoughts on that? <laughs> I told you they have syrup and candy. <laughs> <laughs> where you live <laughs> oh no uh, i'm not i'm not gonna lie when i come here i have certain expectations before <laughs> hold on but we we send the son out he comes back with a wife mm-hmm. and two, two kids, kids and a dog the pro the prodigal son <laughs> <laughs> but no my week uh my week was pretty good it's still <clears throat> in the same spot of trying to figure out where God is directing me as far as the training facility and then even to doing some of the little extra things I'm doing. Um, um, but I've had a couple of conversations. Uh, a guy that I used to train, and he's now in – well, I guess I don't want to say this where he's at because I don't want to put his business out there. But um, he's going through, I guess, a little a bit of a troubling time. So mm. he's out on his own, you know, going through the college process, trying to mm. do all these new things. And I won't say that – um, he's in a position of walking away from the church, but he's in the position of like trying to reevaluate his relationship with God. Because, you know, when life happens, we have all these different life, like these different thoughts or whatever come across. Mm-hmm. And so without going too much in detail, um, a lot of his a lot of the issues is like, OK, the church is supposed to be here to help me this way, but mm-hmm. they haven't been there to help me in these certain aspects and so today we're talking about youth leaving the church and i do feel like to a certain extent it's part of our responsibility as being the church body to help groom the youth to Mm -hmm. feel like they can prosper in the church and so the question i'm gonna put out there on the floor is why do you guys believe that um like younger younger christians and younger believers are walking away from the church and what could we do to kind of reverse that process um so I, i can speak on that so it's a whole plethora of, of different things that uh, why people may walk away from their faith. Uh, one of the things I know for a fact that people walk away is because um, there's no community inside churches. You know, it's a lot of structure, which is fine with structure, but there's no community. Mm-hmm. A lot of p- people or kids don't feel like they belong to a community of church believers. Mm-hmm. 
in the early church, it was like a community, family. But now it's more of an institution or just a structured place where you, you know, talk about scripture, talk about God, mm-hmm. and then that's it. There's no uh, community. There's no um, brotherhood or sisterhood type of environment in the church. So people like, well, I'm about to leave. Then I can't. Um, this place can't um, help me with my problems. Nobody's trying to enter my world. So mm-hmm. um, I got to deal with this stuff on my own. You know, we serve a good God, but. You know, in my everyday life, Monday through Saturday, you know, I don't see that good God, you know, yeah. so um, they don't feel like they belong. And they we teach Jesus, we preach the, the word, we preach um, the gospel, but in their everyday life, you know, they don't see it. So mm-hmm. that's interesting because one reason why um, our say the premise of this podcast is to connect real world situations mm-hmm. to the word of God. Mm-hmm. And one thing, you're right, mm-hmm. um, and on the other hand, um, the church had moved away from engagement. Yeah. You know, like you said, you go to the scriptures, you go to the Bible studies, but when you just sit down and just have conversations and just listen, um, but also you have to have a pathway to engage. So the, right. the youth have to engage because, like, like D is my son, right? And because of our relationship, he can come to me with stuff. And I think a lot of times, the youth in the church don't feel like they can come to anyone <laughs> yes. outside um, of the yeah. family. Do you think that's like because of an old way of communicating, like an old way of doing things? Mm-hmm. Like why? Why do you think that is? What the youth feel don't feel like they can come. And then is there a certain point where <clears throat> you get to where you're getting more worldly versus being biblical? If that makes sense. Well, it depends on the church. It depends on the denomination. It depends on a lot of things. Um, tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. most Baptist churches are strictly traditional way of doing things. I'm very, very organized. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know, and then you have the apostolic, you know, uh, wing, and they do things a little different. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, the New Age and mm-hmm. all this other mm-hmm. stuff they do it. But, you know, simply in, in in the Bible, you know, Jesus went to the people. Right. And <clears throat> when he dealt with farmers, he talked in the language, exactly. you know, Related. about agriculture. And he right. used analogies like that. Mm-hmm. And I think we have moved away that because when people started getting master's and doctorate degrees, mm-hmm. you know, things are changing because I'm, you know, good doctor, wonderful. And, mm-hmm. you know, that type of deal. I think part of it also <clears throat> is relevance. Mm-hmm. I don't think you see the church as being relevant. And as you touched on, Aaron, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> the issues that they're dealing with, and if the church isn't dealing with them, then they say, well, why go there? They're not giving me any answers. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Oh, because there's some stuff going on today that's not touched, and right. people are dealing with it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that's what I mean by is it <clears throat> to a point where you're getting too worldly. And even like... I would say, and it's actually nice that because we have Mr. Banks and then Aaron here, and you guys both deal with like the multimedia aspect of church. Do you believe too, like that helps aid the youth, like having more um, lively looking things? It's not like we're not like in a in a in a stone or a brick church with just an altar or whatever, where you have lights and cameras and you know different things going into worship. Do you think that plays a role of attracting youth into the church? It might attract people in terms of improving our skill set, but we still need to deliver the message of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and we still need to help people deal with the issues that they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. 
as scripture teaches. Mm-hmm. So you can come and join the multimedia ministry, plug, plug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> but we still need to meet them where they are. And I, I don't yep. think I don't think we're doing an effective job of meeting people where they are in the is- issues of life on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um I don't know if you know, I'm I'm over the youth ministry um mm-hmm. and a lot of things are going good with that. Um, and one of the things that I guess the Lord really revealed to me, especially in the beginning stages of me in leadership, uh, was to, um, like I said, build a community and do things outside the church, you know, mm-hmm. with the kids. You know, mm-hmm. we in an environment where they go to church, they hear the Bible and all that stuff. But when you don't take them outside the walls mm-hmm. and they can have an opportunity to see Christ mm-hmm. and their leaders and, and bridge the gap between two generations or multiple generations to where they can, you know, be a community and live for Christ outside of just the church organization mm-hmm. aspect of it. So that's really the key thing that we're trying to do with the youth ministry mm-hmm. uh, at Providence. So that's what I see too, is that when people are able to see the the benefits of it, that's when you have people that's attracted to it. Yes. One thing that I think of is like when dad, when you guys were in the doing karate and stuff, you said that um, Mr. Ferguson would have you guys train outside sometimes in front of the building mm-hmm. and people saw that you guys were training, you guys were competing like karate, like a lot of, People may not know about karate, but they say, oh, what are those guys out there doing? They want mm-hmm. to find out more about it. Um, <clears throat> I won't say I'm necessarily involved in the church, but I work with this church mm-hmm. in this certain area. And they're struggling. Like um, COVID played, put a mm-hmm. big dent into their congregation. and the People had that trust issue with mm-hmm. the church. Um, but then after we started coming out of COVID, their um, congregation started to decrease. Mm-hmm. But you see, like, from the outside looking in, they do stuff on Sundays, and that's it. See. So we'll come and go to church. We need more. But there, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not. It's none of that community involvement. Mm-hmm. Not getting out, and that is. You can talk about God all day long, but until somebody sees it within you and see you sees it being practiced, mm-hmm. you it goes through one ear and out yep. the other. Mm-hmm. And that's what I have noticed with Providence. Like we've been back and forth because we, you know where we where we live. Yeah. But I have seen more of a presence of Providence with. with out in the community mm-hmm. like we're on social media yeah. different programs that's getting put out there and then yeah even like you leading the youth ministry yeah. it just looks lively it looks like a place that you're like okay let me find out more mm-hmm. about this place and what this god is really about mm-hmm. it's all about outreach and involving yourself in the community <clears throat> of euclid or wherever you live at and you know being a part of the community you know you be here to serve the community so. so, so Aaron, let me ask you this: um, You're you're a, a youth in the church, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess you could. I mean, young adult, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, what attracts you to God? Overall. Yeah, overall. Like, what made you be like? You know what? I want to put my life and I want to put trust in this in this God, the God that people are talking about. What made you want to trust God and love God? Um, for me personally, was the Word of God. Um, I notice how the word of God is real. You know, the, mm-hmm. the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than the two-edged sword. I've seen the things that God talked about in everyday life, mm-hmm. whether it's um, envy or jealousy or lust, or I've seen how um, the things that God talked about in my everyday life with people and, you know, relationships that I had. Um, so where I'm like, well, I know for a fact God has to be real, you know, more than real. And then as I, you know, because it gets to a point where you do have to still step out on faith you know because mm-hmm. we don't see god right so as i started to obey the word 
God start opening doors in my life with people and situations um, to where I start to see him more and more Mm -hmm. him working, you know, so um, my relationship with Jesus grew because I, by faith, you know, start to obey the word. And Mm -hmm. even in my sin, I seen him continue to wash me clean and and, and redeem me Mm -hmm. Um, because I know for a fact I don't deserve none of the things I have, uh, Mm -hmm. but because of his grace and mercy. So, um, but just my relationship with him. So, um, yeah. So with when you, converse with youth or people that's like brand new to mm-hmm. trusting God. Mm-hmm. Do you have an issue or do you ever run into an issue with explaining your faith and why you believe in God with the youth? Like do is there ever like a point where like this person is just disconnecting from what I'm saying? Um yeah, actually this actually this individual that's in one of my groups um she kind of goes through that um as far as kind of disconnect what I'm saying. Um, because probably for many different reasons, but I can tell that this person, she uh, is kind of disconnected of mm-hmm. explaining the lesson or explaining my faith. Um, yeah, I found that mm-hmm. and some and some students, some students. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know um, a couple of weeks ago we had Mr. Jeff Thompson on. We were talking about talking to people about Christ. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain point where you kind of have to let go and let God. Is that hard for you? Like I, for me personally, right? If I'm talking to somebody and I'm talking to them about about Christ, every time I see them and I know it's that disconnect, right? I mm-hmm. know that is that person as like, you know, here he goes talking about. But it makes me kind of want to talk to him more or bring it up. Like when something good happens, oh yeah, God bless me this way. Right? Is it hard for you to kind of step back and let God do His thing? As far as an individual, mm-hmm. oh yeah, especially years ago, um, this is one person that I kind of discipled. And he got saved, and but he was still in the world and doing worldly things. And I, I remember praying to God, like, man, it's frustrating me because he's still doing things that, you know, mm-hmm. um, he shouldn't, you know, be doing that all that stuff. But one of the things over time, God had to reveal to me that, you know, first of all, it's not about you. You didn't save him. You mm-hmm. can't. You're not. Um, you're not his 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 author of faith, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Christ is. You know, yeah. he's the author and finisher of faith. So he has to mold him. He has to, God has to mold him. He has to uh, soften the heart, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of them things where it's like, hey, God got to do what you got, you know, what you got to do right. for that person. But in the beginning, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm doing all this. I'm loving him. I'm praying over him and bring him to church and da da da. But God, like, I'm handling this person, not you, you know. Yeah. I'm shaping, I'm transforming this person, not you. So I know. Yeah. I still, I still struggle with that. It was one guy I was talking to and, this had to be two years ago. It was right before I took the leap of faith of going the training, doing the training yeah. facility and stuff. And I was talking to him. I was like, "Yeah, man." I was like, "I was in church. I felt like God was talking to me, saying that this was gonna, this this space was going to be my home, yeah. and I'm gonna do it." And then so we was talking. I was like, "These are the, where I kind of got my references from." And I said the book of um, James, Second mm-hmm. uh, Timothy, and Ecclesiastes, like the mm-hmm. stuff in Isaiah and the stuff that I was reading in there kind of just gave me that and he kind of he's just like okay yeah you know whatever Mm -hmm. two years later he ended up leaving his job and then uh something really good happened for him in his career okay and he called me and was like oh i'm doing this now i'm about to take take on these new opportunities um you had told me these books or something in the in the bible that you read that kept that helped you with like your faith of stepping out What, Mm -hmm. what were those and for me that just showed that that I can't always rely on my timing and where a person's mm-hmm. at on their spiritual growth mm-hmm. is because they may not be ready yet. But right. all I can do is plant that seed. And plant so, the seed. Yeah, this literally happened, I think, 
two weeks ago. Where well, the guy came to you like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. And so I, I don't know when you had said that, it kind of reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. But I just thought that was that was pretty crazy. Yeah, we we plant we we gardeners really as Christians we we plant our water and then, you know God get the increase. So yeah, um, yeah, that's great. Man. That's the, so if 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 that's true, and and I and I assume it is, mm-hmm. why aren't more youth mm. involved in church and ministry? Mm. And mm. and how effective do you think most youth that are at church in sharing the gospel? Like them sharing the gospel? Yes. Because mm. we have this campaign that <clears throat> we want to bring so many people to the church and bring people to Christ. But that only can be done by sharing the gospel. And how many you think? really can share it effectively mm. can i be transparent Go ahead. no <laughs> be cloudy <laughs> i'm <clears throat> okay and this is not to providence um in the recent since we've been living in Canada, we visited multiple churches and stuff like that but my thing is, is that it doesn't seem like the church not like i'm not, I'm not referencing providence though but uh it doesn't you can but I'm not talking because yeah, I haven't okay. been there. To, but yeah, right. so the churches that I've been to in the recent last couple of years, like the pastor will go up there and talk about we want to do this for the community. Like this one pastor had these little like boxes. Like go out to somebody in the community, hand out the box, write your name on it. Then uh, when they come to the bo- come to church or have them hand it off or something like that. And there's all these other stuff. But I didn't see anybody in the church actually doing it. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't. It gets talked about. You have bulletins, you have flyers, and all this other stuff. But no one's actually doing it. Even like the ministry leaders is talking about. Oh, we're going to do these Bible studies, and we're going to go to these certain schools and contact these certain areas and go out and do. But no one's doing it. And so, like from my point of view, it's like, well, if they're not doing it. They're not really. They don't really care. So I don't want to invest in the church. And we have talked about it on a podcast. We talked mm-hmm. about that specific church, mm-hmm. and then we came to the conclusion that. By me doing that or me having that thought process, I'm aiding into that process. You know, mm-hmm. I'm aiding into that thought process. And so, but that's what I see is that, you know, do you have these leaders that are saying, oh, yes, do this, that, and the third. We're going to try to attract these people, but are, they're not actually they're not doing, doing it themselves. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know. I just feel like, and I always go back to the gym, but I, if I'm really trying to get somebody to believe into the system, Mm-hmm. They have to see that the system also worked for me too. Right. Mm-hmm. So like if I want a kid if I want a kid to actually believe that he can do a plank for two minutes, sometimes I have to go do a plank for two minutes to yeah. see that mm-hmm. it's possible. Yeah. But I don't feel like in some of these churches that people are doing that. I think they're saying it because that's what you're supposed to supposed say. Supposed to say, yeah. And that's what you're supposed to you know, kind of do. But mm-hmm. you don't see you don't see nobody doing it. So it's like, okay, if you're not doing it, why would I do it? Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. why did you <clears throat> That's a great point. Why did you begin to run hurdles? Because I was good at it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I remember in 2006, we were up at the track, mm-hmm. and you saw me running the hurdles. Oh, and, oh. and he asked me about running. I said, no, you can't. Because he was little. Right. He was little. And he kept asking me about it. And I knew he wanted because he kept asking me. Mm-hmm. And so I remember... It was one day I said, okay, we'll practice for a week and I'll time you on it. Mm-hmm. And then the end of that week, I timed him. Had he ran in that in that meet, he'd have been second in the state. Wow. You know, but it comes from me doing it. And so I talk about in uh, leadership mm-hmm. is something called modeling. Right. And so, or mentorship. Right. So you Pastor Maiden was talking about today. <clears throat> yeah. And so 
a leader, a manager, and a leader are two different things, mm-hmm. although they do work together. Mm-hmm. And see, a manager coordinates, plan, and organize. A leader inspires and motivates. Mm-hmm. And so what you have to do, what we have to understand in leaders, instead of saying go do, is say let's go. I want to I wanna go back to your question though, about why people, young people, basically can't share the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that reason is because they don't understand what salvation is. Mm-hmm. Because if I can apply it from myself, then I should be able to apply it to other people. If mm-hmm. people don't understand their need <clears throat> for Christ and why they need a Savior, mm-hmm. then they're not going to be able to explain to right. someone else. Mm-hmm. That's what anything, though. Why it's not appealing to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Christ is not appealing. Right. And I don't... and I. And if you look at it, the gospel in, is not focused on a lot, and how to share it is not focused on a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you want to change hearts and, and minds, see, we focus mostly on the sin. Mm-hmm. We focus on what they're doing mm-hmm. instead of focusing on Christ. Right. And, and like you said, <clears throat> you plant the seed, and if they accept or want to find out more, the Holy Spirit would change their lifestyle, not us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if it's presented like that, you know, because I looked at me, I was like, Psh. when I read in, in Romans 5, when you said, even yet while in my sins, Sin. Christ died for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he predestined me. He knew that I would be accepted one day. Mm-hmm. But, and, and I always think back, D, when you talked about your friend <clears throat> in high school that, that said, you know, well, I got time, the likelihood of me dying and stuff, mm. young, it, you know, is, mm-hmm. is slim. So I'm going to live my life the way I want to live. And then what, when he's 21, mm-hmm. he passed away. Wow. 21, 22. Yeah. He had said that he wanted, he was like around like late 20s, early 30s when he was time to get married and wow. all that stuff. He died at 21 or 22. Yeah. yeah. And so do they, you know, youth really see an urgency? Wow. And accepting Christ or knowing. Well, part of that, too, I think, is we leaders have not been a good example. Nope. And they're skeptical and they don't trust him because we Christians in a lot of regards or proclaiming Christians in a lot of regards look a lot, a lot, look a lot like the world Mm -hmm. and the things that they see in in the culture they're seeing in the church. So they say, well, they're just as jacked up his life <laughs> yeah like right. it's it's hard because you know, on social media right now what i've seen a lot is people talking about christianity and really pointing pointing the finger to the pastors like oh the pastor's there to just collect the check so you have a couple pastors who operate like that you know mm-hmm. that they take the tithe money and the goal is to buy mercedes-benz or whatever but then but you see people like on social media in the world taking that and just being like oh that's what the church is doing you know they're taking your money to for self-glory, you know, and so that I think that makes it hard, too, for youth because, you know, just like anything, like not everyone operates that way. And then mm-hmm. with anything that you do, you're going to have some people that do some crazy stuff. Well, let me, let me ask this. How do you guys think you can bridge that gap at your age, bridge that gap where people my age can't? Shoot. Um, oh, you, you can go ahead. Um, I think it's just simple, uh, especially for me specifically, just relationship, you know, um, spending time with people. You know, Jesus spent time with the disciples. I don't know if y'all hip to um, that uh, show. It's on a couple stations um, called the, the Chosen. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That is yeah. a great yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. series. <clears throat> yeah. Had you crying every episode, you know, but Jesus was with his disciples and okay. I found this on the web for and they, <laughs> 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 hey Siri was right, right, right. <laughs> but but anyway, he you know, he was with his disciples and it was one of them things where the way they crafted it, you know, shout out to the chosen, the producer and the director. Uh, for that but what they crafted is where like each individual when jesus was gathering his disciples they was going through something it's like mm-hmm. jesus was there to meet their needs you know mm-hmm. he was there with them so he built the relationship with them on some type of way some type of level and i think that's the only thing we need to do really allow the spirit to really you know don't try to beat them with the bible but at mm-hmm. the same time let them be known like i represent christ you know mm-hmm. uh the way you live your life the way you talk you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying because it's the holy spirit it's all him you know we just got to step by faith Mm-hmm. And go do it, you know. So yeah, you know what? <laughs> I, I think back when we were doing the boys to men. Yeah, you know, going out to a camp for a weekend and doing those things. Um, but we're older now. We're in our sixties now, you know. And I remember D was out there six years old, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. doing it. And then to take over that, you know, guys coming up behind us, they found out it was work. I mean, it was a bunch of work to get that stuff done, you mm. know, to mm-hmm. to do that stuff in mm. different aspects of having that. And we even had people come out with plumbing and carpentry and, and stuff like that and mm-hmm. introduce the, the kids to that. So oh, it, wow. it's, it's work, but somebody has to take the baton and be committed to it. And that's the challenge. Yeah. Mm. I, I think there's a lot of distractions, uh, obviously, in the culture that we live in. And mm-hmm. Satan has really done a masterful job of of distracting people with a whole bunch of stuff that really don't matter. But, you know, people who don't have the guidance or biblical guidance will fall into that trap Mm. in terms of being easily distracted. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, like you said, like there's there's a lot of distractions out there. And then like Aaron said, being um, that example. And I think that's what's really key is that, you can turn on a TV, you can turn on your go on your phone, and then you can find anything, you know, going in any direction that could be enticing to you. So yeah. um, the way that I kind of think about it is, you know, I, because I, I used to be a, I would say a Bible thumper, kind of, like, like to, especially to my really close friends, like, nah. You're an idiot for that. <laughs> um, um, That's good skills, Dave. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, he, who you get that from? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, but um, obviously, it wasn't exactly like that. But um, I used to be like that. But I've been more so of living my life and living the truth that that mm-hmm. I believe, mm-hmm. and then being open about my truth, but not saying that this should be your truth too so much, but this is what I experience, mm-hmm. and these are the repercussions for it. Because like we talked about earlier is that there that some people have a hard time seeing the positive in Christianity. You can just hear about yeah. the negative. Oh, you can't do this. You can't go there anymore. You can't talk like this anymore. Mm-hmm. But I really focused on is just, there's a lot of positive things that come with believing in God. Just like, and one thing that I strive to be is to be comfortable. <laughs> and so there's some, there's some source of, of comfort when you have your faith in, in Christ. Like mm-hmm. when, um, being transparent again, when, uh, before I took the leap of faith and went to the gym financially, things weren't the best, you know, right. it, things was a little tight, but I don't remember ever being like caught up or like, like flustered because mm-hmm. because you know you know growing up in the church and having like like my dad and pastor man was talking about having those positive mentors like yep. um that's 
Yeah, and <laughs> just just understanding that you know there's nothing that God will put here on earth that you can't that you can't come that you can't overcome without with His strength. So yeah. just having that mindset, I'm like, okay, this is just a, a phase. This is just a period. Mm-hmm. God is using this time to teach me something, mm-hmm. and so I just go through that. And then, like I said, with my when I was talking about with my friend, mm-hmm. you know, talking about okay, these are the things that I'm using, and then once it works. Then they come and ask questions. Mm. And once you ask me a question, you can't be mad at my answer right. because you right. asked. <laughs> Open the door. Right. Yeah, you asked me. And so that's kind of where I think <clears throat> things are. But one thing that I think is huge, Providence specifically, was the the the, men, the boys and men. Like there's things that I can't – because I can't remember nothing. Sometimes I can't remember. I got the story for me and you, actually. Yeah, for real? I was thinking about it earlier. Like, But go ahead. Finish, finish what you have to say. Well, it was just that – just thinking about thinking there's some things i just can't remember now but i I remember the things that we did with the boys and men i remember us sitting in that little like lobby hall that and they were had the little the foosball and the Mm -hmm. and i remember we were worshiping and you know saying i can't remember who was up there leading but we was worshiping and then i was like eight i was crying and then you sat there and you hugged me and then i think mr crump like put his arm around me too and then afterwards you was like D, why? What made you cry? And I was like, Dad, I don't know. I just had a feeling. Like, I just felt, you know, whatever. And you was like, D, and you explained the Holy Spirit and how that worked and all that. But I learned that stuff from doing it. And it's just a different different transaction when you're doing it with, like, men that look like you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. other guys that... Community. Yeah, that might, <laughs> that might have the same issues that you have or been through what mm-hmm. you've been through and i think it's just different like i remember that i remember some of the things we done on the basketball court mm-hmm. i remember like mm-hmm. there was a time being transparent again there was a guys getting ready to fight but how like <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. but how how the 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 mentors or the ministers like he, like work that situation like you just see different examples of, mm-hmm. of how you can react to things other than what people react on like social media like world star like you see somebody getting right yeah. to fight pull up people pull out the cameras they gotta start fighting too mm-hmm. like you see a different alternative to how to respond to things and then thinking about it or not you take it on into your life like if i like how i just respond to different things is just coming up from my experiences doing the different things in the church mm-hmm. and so that's why like like Ayla and I kind of have been fighting to find a, not fighting with each other, but like yeah. fighting to find um, yeah, yeah, I got a, a church home just to have like Des and Weston grow up in because you know that a lot of the things that I learned now and a lot of the morals and stuff came from my household and then the mm. people that that ministered us in the church. So like the boys and men, I don't know if the church still does that or not, but no. it was huge coming up. I and mean, there's something like you going to a camp to talk about God and I'm excited to go, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So it, it was a, it's a sense of, I always went a couple of times to boys and men and it was a sense of community, man. Like when you see other people, I'm in this leadership program um, for the youth, obviously, uh, it's a 15 month program and just being around other like-minded people is so powerful. Um, it's so powerful and it really, uh, enhances your faith because now you're seeing other people, what you believe in around you, encouraging each other, you know, on a day-to-day basis. So it's so powerful. So, um, that community is so, so big, man. That's it. We don't gotta do, we don't gotta preach them to death. Just be there and, you know, be with them, walk with them, do life with them, disciple them. You know, that's, that's really what we got to do. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's how you bridge the gap being there, being there. So, you know, um, you know, like Terry is part of the men's Bible study that we, 
we meet every week. Oh boy! <laughs> I, heard, I, I heard y'all was a, 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 intense. So. Yeah. I want to. I want to be there. Into it. I yeah. want to be there one day. Yeah. I tell you what, yeah. you don't come yeah. with some back in. They tell you. <laughs> what what what, what, uh, what every, day is it? Every Tuesday. Tuesday. Evening. Tuesday. Tuesday. I could have went last week for about mm-hmm. twenty five years. Or yeah. Where is it at? Where is it at? We so, do it online, or uh, you can go over and um, off Buckeye to so the actual house. Who the who houses? It's Doctor Smith. I'm gonna have to pull up on y'all. Jeff and them is there. I want the full experience. But what y'all talking about? But in there, we we're open, we're honest, we're transparent. It is what it is. If Mm -hmm. it ain't in the word, we let you know. Yeah, you know. And if you got a wrong perspective, we let you know. And if you bring a nugget, we let you know. You know, you bring the good stuff. But in there, and and, it made me aware of something. We were we went to uh, Alabama a few weeks ago, and. On the way, I, don't, I can't remember what it was there or back. It was a guy who pulled up in the car mm-hmm. with his son in the back. He said, I normally don't do that, but somebody stole our wallet. My wallet had the money in it. I need to get some gas and stuff. I got my son here. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get to my, my family's house and this and that. And, you know, and I'm like, you know, is this dude real? Yeah. But, you know, he was a Caucasian guy and he, mm-hmm. he pulled up with me and my wife and my sister and stuff. And and I reached out and I gave him 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And he said, thank you, man. Thank you so much. And when he when he he drove off, I was like, darn it. I should have I didn't give God any credit. How I could have did it, did that, and I think that's something that we have to train each other to do. Mm-hmm. So I won't have that aha moment. Yeah. I, I should have said, "Can I pray for you?" Yeah. Now I'm connecting that generosity. Yeah. Right with the scripture. Okay. Right. Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're missing in the church. We do all kind of other stuff, but correct, uh, connecting that real life situation yeah. to the Word of God. That type of stuff mm-hmm. is more of that. And it doesn't have to be Bible thumping, mm-hmm. you know, it's just saying, hey, can I pray for you? You asking that. Right. So now they're connecting you with God. One thing I used to do at work, piggybacking on your point, D, is uh, teach the scriptures without saying from, you know, Second Corinthians. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got to be able to articulate mm-hmm. the word in mm-hmm. everyday life and relate those to the situations which we're in. And if you can't yes. do that if you're not studying the word biblical principles yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then it's funny when people are like oh that's really good where'd you get that from <laughs> <laughs> are you sure you want to know <laughs> right. Right. but i think also subconsciously um some people in, in in being out talking to people and being around people they don't do it because they are afraid that they don't know enough or they get asked a question. Mm. And see, that's why you see people wear a T-shirt or put a bumper sticker on or do it on social media. There's no engagement there. You can just throw that out there and say, see, I'm a Christian. you right. know. But that's what we should do. You don't have to argue with people. Right. We're planting seeds. Right. You know, and hey, look, me getting people talk to me, you know, when, uh, about when I had to take mom off of life support system. So that time D got sick, you went to a football game or something. Um, and you were in the hospital. Um, how do you get through that or how you deal with that? Mm. You know, and then, Hey, it's my faith. When I remember reading this in scripture and Jesus mm-hmm. said this, a guy say this, that's how I get through. Yeah. Hey dad. Yes. 
You remember when I got sick and went yeah. to the hospital? It was food poison. You know who I was with? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the McCorvies. <laughs> he put him out there. He's going to choke you. <laughs> wow. I'm, a, I'm only saying that because he, like, tackled me at the first yeah. day. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That's connecting the real life situations to the word of God in Christ. And then people can see Christ instead of you. Right. But uh, sometimes like uh, I couldn't save him or I saved him. That's the wrong attitude. And so in doing that with the youth, I think that would be big time. The engagement in in our lifestyle and the way we live, Mm -hmm. you know, with the youth. Yeah. So so let me ask you a question. So everything you said, we're. Could you do that with the youth outside of church? Like, where, where are you going to do that at? You can go get pizza. Mm-hmm. You can just go some go mm-hmm. someplace, you know? Go to ball game, you know? Um, like, D and, and Devin and Andre, these guys, I coached in track oh, okay. and stuff. And a lot of the principles I did from, from track. And I leave track practice, come home, they got on my nerve. Mm-hmm. I come home, they sitting up in my house. <laughs> 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 you know, and they call me today, you know, right. coach. Yeah, I'm going through this and this and that. And I think that's hard, too, because, you know, a lot of times we schedule things, which is fine. You know, yeah. we go to schools, you go to different programs, schedule things. But I just think it's more so of just whatever you're doing, find a way. Like how he was talking about when the guy came up, you know, asking for gas, just using yeah. those different opportunities, more organic opportunities where people can see it. And it's not so scheduled out and routine. Mm. Like I said, like, like the thing that we have with the issues that we have with some of the churches is that no one's doing it. And then it also sometimes could look unauthentic. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're just doing this because you've got to be here at this mm-hmm. time. But if you out going to get pizza and someone dropped they wallet or something. Oh, here. Mm-hmm. Here's my wallet. God bless you. And mm-hmm. you just have a conversation. Like, I don't know. It's just. Oh, really? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So. Yeah. I also hear sometimes is that well, I'm going through this and the church not doing anything. They didn't come see me. Like, how many people have you went to see? Mm-hmm. You know? And, is that fair to say, though? <clears throat> like, is that fair to be like. Oh. It is. When you, when you look at. Uh, Ephesians 4 when he said he gave some to be apostles and pastors and teachers and evangelists Mm -hmm. why did he do that Mm -hmm. to prepare God's people for work or service we think that it's the pastor it's the evangelist it's the the teacher job to do those things no Mm -hmm. they are to prepare the flock so the Mm -hmm. flock can go out right and that's what what is supposed to happen. And so they wait on the pastor to come see them or wait on the elders to come see them. Mm-hmm. You have a church full of people and you always hear the, the 2080 rule. Mm-hmm. Just think if the majority of the people just got engaged in doing that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And cause when I, I always say, when I went to the Marine Corps, I went to Marine Corps boot camp, mm-hmm. and the drill instructors instilled in us the, the way to be a Marine, the things that you have to do preparing us for battle. So if war came, It'd be crazy that the drill instructors went and left us back. Mm-hmm. They trained us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The instructors go, but leave back the people they instructed. Okay. So the church <laughs> has to be enacted, you know, and we have to prepare people. And I, I don't know if we do a good enough job preparing people with the knowledge of the gospel, how to share the gospel, and how to, and how to understand that you're planting a seed and what you get back from them, good or bad, mm-hmm. it's not against you. Because mm-hmm. so, they can see you, but they can't see God. So, Aaron, let me ask you this. You, in the beginning of the podcast, you talked about um, investing into your future and mm-hmm. 
and going down that route. Is the church like Providence helping you with that? Or is um, it like something that you just kind of doing outside on your own for my life? Yeah, I mean, for specifically my mentors at Providence, yes, uh-huh. um, spiritually in, in leadership, um, mm-hmm. Providence, Pastor Maiden, John Malone. Uh, those guys really pushed for me in this leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, recommended me to be in this initiative that I'm in, mm-hmm. uh, that I'm serving in for 15 months. So, yeah, I think they are as far as in leadership and as far as in, uh, spiritually, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and other things, no, but spiritually in leadership, yes. i say that. Now, the question I have, I guess, back to the floor is, is it better to operate that way? Like, you know, finding looking at someone and their talents and then giving them different opportunities to work within the talents? Or is it better to have like different programs and invite people to these programs and mm. try to teach them that? You see what I'm saying? Like, just say that I'm a good singer, you know, right. and they see me singing on social media. Like, oh, D, you will see that you can sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get you into the, you know, into the uh, the church choir with the the, ma- the mass choir or whatever and groom that way or starting a group like, okay, everyone that's interested in being a singer right. come to the, you see what I'm saying? Like, is there a way that's better than an, another or can you kind of do both? I think you can do both depending on the person, the situation, the circumstance. I think you can do both mm-hmm. um, because people learn differently. Mm-hmm. People understand things differently um, and see their gifts differently. So I think. Um, doing both would be sufficient. Mm-hmm. But I guess the person who's doing the leader, who's doing it, has to know this person. They have to see them in a certain way to where, okay, I'm going to put this person in this situation to help groom them. Mm-hmm. This will be the best uh, program or person they can be under or whatever the case may be uh, for this person. So I think the leader, the pastor, or whoever has to see like, okay, this individual will be best equipped mm-hmm. for their gift or whatever in this setting. So mm-hmm. it depends. Mm-hmm to me in doing so how would that bring someone to the knowledge of christ you think well you asking mm-hmm. the floor or you asking yeah. Me? Oh. yeah because if if like you're you in the youth mm-hmm. okay you go there you learn procedures you learn the program and you learn that can you apply that in sharing the gospel with somebody? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Plant that seed. Or if they go, if they have a good voice, mm-hmm. you know, understanding that that's a God-given talent, but what is a spiritual gift and how do they use that mm-hmm. to plant the seed of Christ? Whatever it is, if it's administration, if it's, if it's uh, the uh, magnification, you know, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's a greeter, whatever training you do, does that training include sharing Christ. I think it can. So like look Oh at, sure it can. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, I know like, it can. Is it? Oh. <laughs> but is it? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because if we to do it we have what I call a Trojan horse today in society. Mm-hmm. They gave something that looks good, but once you you brought it into your camp, brought it into your home, brought it into your mind, things came out of that Trojan horse that's not of God and people accept that. Mm-hmm. So give me an example See, of that. that. That's what I was okay, thinking sorry about that. When, when you were talking. I was thinking you got to be discerning and be spirit-led when you were talking about the singer. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. do I sing for the church or do I sing for you know mm-hmm. a group, a formal group? You got to be careful with that because Satan will take any opportunity and divert you mm-hmm. from using your gifts, skills, and abilities from glorifying God. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take a certain level of maturity. Right. And if you do have mentors or some guys, they have to be spiritually grounded and as well as you because you have a responsibility too. Mm-hmm. 
you just can't rely on somebody else to, you know, chart your course. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is like using the singing example, I could be a good singer, but I may not be in the right heart position to be up there leading worship. Correct. Yeah, you got to be grown. Correct. You got to be grown. I know somebody had asked about a singles ministry and they, (laughs) they, they they get singles, you know, the singles people in the church. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and I explained to him and said, well, we have to be careful. One, it has to be a need for it, but you have to have someone over it. And we prefer somebody, a married couple mm-hmm. over there. I said, well, a married couple got to be over it. Because mm-hmm. if you got singles and a woman have an issue, who's she going to go to? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and also some of single ministries go off on a tangent and become a dating a Dating, thing, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and so... In in First Corinthians chapter seven, Paul gives guidance on singles and how to live. They're not connecting that you're single; you have more time to do ministry because mm-hmm. we got a bunch of singles that's not doing ministry at all. Right. But then you have singles that their lifestyle and the way they live and who they hooked up with is not reflecting of the faith that they say they have. And so when you when you're at your age and you bring that up to somebody, hey, I know what you're doing, but you know this is what God says. Right. You know, and how to do that Mm -hmm. in a loving way, Mm -hmm. you know, because in Galatians says those who are spiritual restore them. So it's the way to do that. And I think we don't do a good enough job in preparing people to do that. That might be an episode that we kind of need to touch on as as maybe I don't know necessarily just singles, but maybe got more towards the youth Mm -hmm. and connecting with the right type of partner. Because um, mm. I, I, we see that that's the issue too. Is that okay? Um, you say that I'm 19 years old and I start dating someone who's also 19 years old, but I'm in the church and this person's out, you mm-hmm. know, wants to live a certain way. But we really like each other. How do you go about <clears throat> grooming a relationship like that? And then when is a point where you need to you where you might have to say that I need to get out? And I think that's one of the major issues is that we see that a lot of times either like. Both of them start going to church and they start participating in ministry or the other one starts giving in to certain things. Like, okay, that person's going to do that, but I'm going to do me. Mm-hmm. And that's disrupt- disruptive for both. Mm-hmm. And so because it gets to a point where it's like, okay, this person wants to do this, but I want to operate this way. They don't like what I want to do. And it just leads to, we mm-hmm. might have to touch that one. Day. No, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because this is a great example. Solomon. You know, that's why he said, don't take those foreign women for a wife because they'll corrupt you. And that's that's exactly exactly what what happened. We might have to get both of you guys on for that again. Yeah. 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 So that's, I mean, that type of stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, that's connecting the word of God, you know, to to your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you something Um, for your generation, the older generation um, growing up. And I don't know like your background, your background when you was growing up, like I don't know if you grew up in a Christian home or not. But how was it back then as far as Christianity in general, like overall, back in the 70s, 80s, whatever? Um, How was it? Well, for me, I didn't grow up in a home that, you know, had a Bible that was open or we went to church. And um, my mother and father divorced when I was five years old. Okay. And the guidance that I got from a male was what I saw on television or for the street or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now my father was always there in time of needs. He was there, Mm -hmm. you know, but I didn't get that biblical structure. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I remember when, when I got married and D and them was little, I used to go in their room and pray over Mm -hmm. them that Mm -hmm. from me and the generation before me would not be passed on to him, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and if I just saw a statistic, um, 
a week or so ago about in the 70s, uh, like uh, in the 60s and 70s, like 70% of homes were mother and father. Mm -hmm. And that statistic has now changed. You know, you have so many families that are single Single parents, you know, and mainly women. Mm -hmm. And so, and and what they're saying, they're saying that was by design because things in the economy and the culture and traditions Mm -hmm. has changed. Because, uh, T, you know, like when we came up in high school, you had driver's edge, you had vocational, you had typing, you had um, auto auto mechanic and all that. Mm-hmm. Now those things are taken away and they're pushing college and college. And our college now is not educating, they're indoctrinating. Mm-hmm. And they're indoctrinating those things that are not of God. Mm-hmm. And so that that's the Trojan horse. You know, okay, college, college, and you get to college, and they're telling you something that's contrary to the word of God. Mm. And I've seen kids that from our church leave our church, go to college, and don't come back or have a different mindset. Yeah, for me, um, I was raised in a two-parent home, um, and I was actually raised a Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to actually Catholic schools for 12 years. Wow. And uh, I've shared this with Dee that— uh, um, I learned more of my first year at Providence than I ever learned in 12 years in high school and, and, and <laughs> uh, Catholic school. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, um, I had a stable home life. My father was my role model, uh, great mother, but um, I wasn't saved. I didn't get saved till I was almost 40 years old. Wow. So, you know, um, God was gracious to me um, because I thought I was on my way to heaven. Mm, right. You know, I was that. a good yeah. I was a good guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. I did I did more good than bad. I, I was all right, you know. That scale was you tipped your yeah, way. Yeah, that scale was tipped that way, you know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't do coke, you know, smoked a little weed. <laughs> I didn't do coke, so I was I was better than the coke head. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't right, go that right. route, you know. <laughs> right, right. Okay. But but uh um it's it's just uh a whole life changing thing for me when I when I came to Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's been that way ever since. Mm-hmm. I, I asked that. Um, I'm sorry to ask so many questions, but it's on my heart. So I asked that because I heard Pastor Main say years ago, he said, talking to the congregation, he was like, they're not talking about us, the youth or young adults. They're not going to be like us talking about the older generation because we fell in line with our parents. But nowadays, they're more... Um, open-minded or, or, you know, open-minded or outspoken. So that always had me thinking, like, back then, was it, like, uh, more structured in the sense of, like, you're a child, I'm an adult, you know, you're going to do this my way, this is my house type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that space of being transparent or that space is being created wasn't open for you guys with right. the parents, like the younger adults and parents. So it's more like you got to follow my way type of thing. So you th- do you think, like, the tradition came from that, from the household? In the church? I, I think for me, it was definitely, it's my way. Yeah. This is my household, and you're going to fall in line. Right. You know, um, you couldn't speak your mind. <laughs> well, and I'm the youngest of five, so I probably got away with more than my brothers. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Because my parents were probably in mellow mode by the time I came yeah. along. <laughs> <laughs> they just tired, huh? <laughs> right, right, right. But uh, it definitely was was my parents way mm. you know i wasn't i wasn't giving my 
opinion, and I don't think I should have to eat this for dinner because if you didn't eat that, then you wouldn't eat at all mm-hmm. <laughs> in my home. I got you. Well, I don't know, D. How was it? Uh, I I think my experience is different because uh, <laughs> it was definitely y'all way, but I kind of respected y'all way to a certain extent. But at the same time, do you think that's what caused like a lot? Was causing a lot of the issues we have now? Where a lot of people are more outgoing and let's respond more to what the kids may think because mm-hmm. of that that closed offness when they were growing up. Like, oh, my parents told me it's this way or there's no way at all. Do you think that kind of aided into this? This give the kids more choices to do their things. I'm gonna jump in and I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna let D talk. I think when we came up, Daryl, your dad and I are like four days apart, birth wise. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think. Our generation is more resilient, mm-hmm. more problem solvers. Mm. Um, I think younger generations might be a little more tech savvy, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're as tough mentally. Mm-hmm. I think they, uh, the least little thing kind of spazzes them out, mm-hmm. based yeah. on what I see, mm-hmm. as opposed to I think our generation are more mentally stronger. Mm. And, like, and I'm not saying more intelligent. Yeah. I'm just saying more resilient. Resilient, yeah. I feel like that makes sense, though. You know, uh, as far as like, because <laughs> I have friends and I know people, that, even people that's younger than me, you tell them, <clears throat> you tell them one thing and they kind of crumble, you know. And then I just think about like my dad, for instance, if you break him some bad news, he go break somebody. No. <laughs> no. No. But you know what I mean, though. Like, like. I don't know, like, they, I just see, like, like you guys and Mr. Jeff and, you know, Mr. Crump and Pastor Maiden, like, when you respond to things differently than, like, a lot of the youth I see growing up, you tell them something and it's like, damn, why would you say that or whatever? And then mm-hmm. some people, the older generation, seem like they just take it on the chin, you know? So, yeah, I think, um, to piggyback on what T said, I think on top of that, uh, one is more single parent homes and two more of the parents in those single parent homes tried to be the kids friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the relationship and how they, how they engage with them was different. Although I came up in a single parent home, my mother didn't play that, mm-hmm. you know? And, and when I got out of pocket, not only did she get me, she would call my dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I did not want that. And so, like, with, with D, I, I remember, like, just doing stuff. And he had a challenge with stuff. And I say, well, how can you, you think you can handle that? Or how can we get out of this? I just didn't fix it for him all the time, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. And I gave him stuff that I know he didn't want to do. And I talked about changing the oil, checking the oil. Uh, when I put in a gas line for my uh, gas heater, uh, garage heater. I had him there. Um, Cecil Peter, Cecil Peterson, God bless his soul. When we got our house, mm-hmm. and and I told him it had some plumbing issues, uh, the pipes had burst and all that. He said I can do it because he, you know, Cecil was a master plumber. Right. Mm-hmm. He got John Malone Jr. and Jonathan Thompson mm-hmm. from the church and came in my house and they fixed the plumbing. They were with them. So not only they learned a skill and they saw a man from the church, mm-hmm. you know, doing something. Mm. And he said, 
don't pay me anything, pay them. Mm-hmm. And so everything was connected, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to God and where we supposed to function as a church. Wow. They've seen yeah. an example. Yeah. yeah. Because in, in the book of Acts, it says they went, nobody went with a need unmet mm-hmm. right? and that's the way we do it. So, um, yeah, I think that can be done, but <laughs> like I said, people are, are not thinking like that anymore. Yeah, even going back to like my experience in the house, and I don't know if this is going off in a different direction, but um, like you said that a lot of parents want to be their kids' friends. I think it was maybe like four weeks ago. Um, uh, I was talking to mom on the phone, and mom said something that I definitely didn't agree with or whatever. I can't remember. We were talking about something stupid, like, but it was just something that I just didn't agree with. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I guess I could have said this, but I didn't. And I told told Ayla, we were sitting there, I was like, see, I play a lot with y'all. Like, I know, like, I play a lot, <laughs> right? But I also know when to stop. <laughs> right. I know, right, right. I know where that line is. Yeah. And I feel like whatever, whatever my mom and I was talking about, I felt like if I said it, it definitely would. Yeah. So, like, I make joke, you know, I come on here talking about, like, my dad never got food in the fridge and they, they used to neglect yeah, me right. as a child. You know, I say all that stuff. But... I know that point where I'm like, you know what? Let me just cut it back. You throw this yeah. down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I like let me just let me just cut it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh I think I think that's the difference too, is that um um with growing up in these in the household and go, going back to what we were talking about, um that uh like what what parents want to be their friends, there's no respect. Like I said, like I respected my parents to a to a point where right. I'm like you know what, I can go that far but you know so uh i think that's maybe part of it i remember <laughs> when i was younger and i my mother had told me to take out the trash and i, I remember going around taking out the trash and a dog had got in the trash okay the trash was all over the ground and all this and i was like dang she said come here <laughs> huh what did you say? I said, dang. She said, that sounds too much like dang. <laughs> <laughs> but wow. now I've heard some kids cuss at their parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's too much. And that's, I, that's. I never do that to my parents. I'm not oh, used so. to that. I, I I think I told you guys about the time in the Bible study one day that my father was saying something and I said, I made a mistake and I said, bet your bloomers. <laughs> And before I got the word bloomers, <laughs> I pulled it out of my mouth. I can see a hand coming. <laughs> really? I can see a hand coming, and it was just so fast, and I was just picking myself up off the floor. Really? Oh, yeah. I was... now, uh, now, you shared something like that before. You heard somebody do that. And I remember when that Chanel, the way some of the guys – used to talk to their parents mm-hmm. and then we're at track practice mm. and I was like come here I was like I don't know what you do at home but I don't want you talking to your parent like that around me here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know outside of here right and they said what you do at home is good but I Not don't here. like that yeah 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 I think that's part of being an example for the youth too because I had to check a kid in the gym one time and <clears throat> like there's like there was a multiple times where the kid had told his mom like to straight up like shut up like shut up it's like mom you don't know what you're talking about just all kind of disrespectful things mm-hmm. <clears throat> one time he said something to his mom 
And I wasn't over there to hear it, but he was like <clears throat> pointing at it, doing all this other stuff. Wow. He's in my gym, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the mom like, was like, fine, whatever, and walks out. And so he comes over to finish his workout. And I'm like, you good? He's like, she never knows what she's talking about. I was like, that's cool. Like, but you can't disrespect your mom like that. I was like, right. I don't like I said, because I think I heard you say it. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know what you how you guys operate at the house. But when you come in here, you got to respect your mom. You can't mm-hmm. do that. And then so he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. And then um, I think that maybe a couple weeks later, he was doing it again. And. I was right there for it, and I was like right there in front of the mom too. I was like, "Listen, like you can't, you gonna stop talking to your mom like that. You keep talking like that, you can't come down here." Right. I think that's part of us being that example too. Mm-hmm. And in that situation, I didn't say God's name, mm-hmm. but he knows. Oh, yeah. He knows like my belief, yeah. my in my stance, but also that shows a reflection of me as well, and mm-hmm. shows. I mean, I don't know if that shows like god in that moment but i I don't know but i feel like that's a part of our role too as far as the youth is uh being being okay to check them when they're definitely out of pocket Mm -hmm. it's a foundation yeah yeah Yeah. and we got to have a standard and we got to have people raise their standard to meet your standard if your standard is low they're going to meet your low bar Mm -hmm. if standard is high they'll meet the high bar Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well We've been going for an hour. <laughs> this was a good one. But uh, before we go, I, I, what we usually do at the end of the podcast is like a conclusion. Mm-hmm. It's basically if someone fast forwards through the podcast, what if they could take one thing from this whole conversation, what would you say? And so for me, my thing would just be um, – and this is not really so much to the youth, but the people that's already in the church. And I would say don't be afraid to step outside of the, the church in the community and then – Yes. For, uh, pursue the role that God has destined you to be. Like people talk about, like God gave me the gift to sing. God gave me the bit to give to speak to people. But I think, like we talked about, a lot of times we do it within the church, but we don't do it in our everyday lives. Like mm-hmm. everyone goes to a job. Well, at least I think most people go to a job every day. And how I look at my job is a ministry too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like when I go go into the gym, I'm also looking like I'm going into like my church, you know. And so. That's kind of how. That's my conclusion for this episode. So, I, I think um, my conclusion is. I think what made a difference with me and and the the guys and the girls who I've coached over the years and who I trained and uh, I was transparent and I was real. When I made a mistake, mm-hmm. I let them know I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. When I came up, the things that I did wrong, and I said, "What you're doing? I've been there. I messed that up." And the challenges that I that came out of that, and I was like, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to take the same path and have the same experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think my takeaway is uh, just be the example that you want to see biblically and, and teach the word in everyday life without, as you said, being a Bible thumper. And you can do that, but you got to get in the word to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I completely agree with everybody. Um, my, my main takeaway would be, um, I think somebody already said it, don't be afraid to uh, step into somebody else's world. As a Christian, step into somebody else's world and do life with them. Obviously, like what Terry said, you know, um, teach without even being a Bible thumper, God's principles to them, which are everyday life. And don't be afraid to 
spend time with people so they can see Christ through your everyday life, uh, like through your everyday life. Like Pastor Main always used to say, he say um, that the only Bible that people can see is through your life. Mm-hmm. You know, most times when you're in your job or wherever the case may be. So I think that's the, one of the biggest things that we Christians worldwide ought to do. Hmm. <clears throat> well, boom. Oh, I've dropped the ball again. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, that does it for this episode. We want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Notigations Podcast. Thank you, Mr. Banks and Aaron for coming on. Definitely. Um, we'll love to have you guys tune in again. If you want to if you want more information about this topic or others, uh, make sure you go to www.nonegations.com. There you can submit or to he- See, this is what happens when we change the transcript. Yeah. <laughs> no, what... that's what happens if you don't record it. <laughs> See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? But he likes to do it live. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try this again. <laughs> if you want more information about this topic or others, go to www.nonegations.com. There you can subscribe to hear our upcoming discussions and request a copy of our show note transcripts. They're great for personal or group Bible studies. Also, if you like what you heard today, look for that review button, click it, and leave us a review. Tell us what you loved about this episode or what you would like to hear us discuss next and yes we do have apparel so you can support us financially by ordering any of our no negations apparel or by looking for that donate button on our website we got new we got new apparel coming soon too so keep an eye out on that okay here we go um <laughs> uh, this helps us reach our monthly goals um, of reaching new people and buy new equipment and provide good content if you are in or near the canton ohio area you can purchase our apparel directly at blended located in building village mall is right next door to the macy so check us out and if you're in search of a community of like-minded people growing in their faith we invite you to join no negation social media community on facebook instagram and youtube while on youtube make sure you click click that bell to subscribe like and please share so until next time remember to seek god first and never give up deuces